love burger shrimp pizza wanna see me eat some can't get enough of that medium chili cheese fries and some mr pip i need tacos with a nasty dip pico de gallo mayo or dryo hot sauce or barbecue straight from ohio homemade coleslaw fuck boston market junky blue cheese range and some five-star bread only one hummus and pita hello and welcome to bring a plate i'm peter taggart and I'm Rebecca Shaw. It's been a long oh. time. Oh, <laughs> levels just shot up. Wouldn't be a Sorry, bring a plate episode without some kind of level drama. Um, <laughs> We're either too soft or too loud and there's no... There's no in between and that's what and people love. Be. No, no. <laughs> yes. People are sick of having noise come into their ears at a good level. Yeah, people are sick of pleasant sounding podcasts. <laughs> So 90s. Yeah, it's hack. Yeah. How are you? What's happening? How Hello. are you? Well, it's been um, roughly two years. <laughs> <laughs> right before... Look, and that's what we're contracted to. <laughs> I think we're now the last two people on a touch wood without Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to absolutely bite me in the ass because I have been to a lot of places in the last two days. And it has just arrived in New Zealand, so I'm definitely going to get it at yep. some point. Yeah, I just, I really don't want to die. Yeah. No. Well, look, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. But <laughs> horses, <laughs> well, like horses you... for courses, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, if you're fat, that's bad. Right. And I'm like, okay. oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. I think God. And will... what about if you're a little faggot? <laughs> I think God will shine His glorious light upon us and not give it to us. Is my. <laughs> You could your favorite podcasters yeah. couldn't die of COVID. God's this is going to be this is like chosen children. Horrible foreshadowing. I know. Yeah. They're going to literally snip in two days' time upon yeah. my death. <laughs> It'll be like um, fat podcaster laughs about. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Daily Mail headline. No, That's it'll fine. be good, like, and it'll be the most at, it'll be the most attractive photo of yourself you've found. It'll be like, it'll be because it's daily mail. It'll be like forty photos <laughs> and three paragraphs of stuff. Um, they won't be able to talk about my gams or my bosoms or whatever they leggy. They talk about yeah, leggy yeah. bosomed woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you see uh, the other day someone tweeted um, a picture? of a necklace um, company doing advertising on Instagram and they've got Mia Friedman as someone who wears their necklaces, but it's the photo (laughs) that they've used is like a screenshot from a Zoom call and she looks honestly so awful. She looks like a zombie. She looks so dehydrated. She she looks so sick. She looks like Kristen Wiig. (laughs) In that scene where she has the diary in Bridesmaids, she's got those like sunken eyes. <laughs> she looks like one of those um, creepy last photos before someone disappears. And that's the only photo they could get of her. It's like she, it's like she was dying, and they said, "Quick, Mia, can you wear our Put necklace?" necklace and she's like, "All right." It's not that oh, surprising. God. Love it. Um, anyway, how are you going? I'm. Good, but oh, I should say right before we jumped on here, we were talking about you know how long it's been, and um, uh, I did mention I was trying to find your email address, um, <laughs> which is the crazy thing, and which I've written for many years, yeah. And 
we found an email or I found an email from a someone from a PR firm back in October 26, 2020. Uh, um, uh, should I just read it? I, I won't say her name. Yeah, please do. <clears throat> this is yeah October, Monday, October 26, 2020. She, she's probably a listener, whatever. Hi, Beck and Peter. I hope you are both safe and well and had a good weekend. I would love your feedback on the idea of an interview. Never have we done an interview. No. Uh, the, the idea of an interview with James Emmanuel, known as Jamars on Mars, or one word, the country's first openly gay male rapper, <laughs> is the voice behind music, blah, 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 his latest single. Uh, why did she come to us? <laughs> um, well, I think that she obviously knows that you are heap heaps into rap. There must it's something you keep keep <laughs> very secret. quiet. It is very like, even to myself. I'd say <laughs> you're like Julia Stiles in Save the Last Dance, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is an insane movie. It's an insane. By movie. the way, well, we have covered it on this podcast, have we not? Yeah, I know. I think so. Um, I, I saw <laughs> I saw a number play like literally yesterday, and I was racing towards the car to take a photo because it just said Styles, S-T-I-L-E-S. <laughs> this is not her. <laughs> Brisbane, Australia, 2022. Oh, God. This is like right before Christmas. Well, I um I was on my way to work one morning and I thought I saw Janet from the Real Housewives of Melbourne. Oh and I was so convinced it was her back that I went, I, I started following her. <laughs> And I was walking like in the complete opposite direction of where work was. I was like, I guess I'll have to be late. (laughs) Because I need. They'll understand. And I didn't know what I would have done if I caught up with her. And it, but obviously the end of the story wasn't her. There's a million people who look like Janet from the Real Housewives. She's from the Gold Coast. Yeah, it's literally she. She got out of like a black, like a chic black car, and she just had blonde hair and glasses. I'm like, that's Janet. Better go, like, better go find her. her. Yeah. <laughs> and you would have been going up behind her. What would you have done? Oh. Overtaken her and then turned around and pretended I would have given her to a, be going the other way. A piece of my damn mind. You know, she <laughs> she is um, dating. She's making an absolute mint at the moment because she's dating the guy who owns Chemist Warehouse in Australia. Oh, so, my God. Are you serious? So she's literally so happy about Omicron. Oh <laughs> Do you think Thrilled. his house looks like? Chemist warehouse. I, I with just tiny like little, sh- sh- tiny little everywhere. Hallways. Truly looks like a disaster <laughs> zone every time you go in there. It's it's insane. so it it makes me feel like I'm having a psychotic break. It's like that photo. Like, what is happening? You know that famous photo where it's like you can't tell what anything is in the room, and it's yeah. like <laughs> your eye lands upon something, and you have no idea what it is. <laughs> That's what chemist warehouse the experience is like to me. The aisles are so tiny that it's like you f- i feel claustrophobic surround it's like a um the cell that yeah. movie it's terrifying it's anyway good for her it's a, good for her and i'm glad she's um i'm glad someone's having a good time through this you know like <laughs> i know not us um i was saying before uh i had a hearing test the other day in new zealand um, where I am still after visiting my girlfriend five months ago. So it's only been five. I feel like it's been a year. I thought it was longer than no, five months. No, it was months. in June. Okay. It's like I came for one week in June with my suitcase and, and now I live with her. Okay. Um, 
It is a rom-com. I hope you're writing something about it because that is, it's perfect. Although you don't want to make another piece of art about COVID because that doesn't track well. No. You'll have to call the virus something else in the the film. (laughs) Pretend it, yeah. But I had this, um, have you ever had a hearing test where they like... I've never once had one. Oh, so you get a little. Um, I've had a beep. I've had a beep you... test, like in high school, where they make you run. Is that where you run? There you run, Those and you are... hear the beep, and like if you don't make it, you just. They are should out. combine that with hearing tests. They should. If you don't hear the beep, <laughs> you go straight to the, the ear, nose, and throat doctor. But then um, there'd be all these lazy people being like me, who'd yeah. be like, "I didn't hear it. I didn't hear the beep." <laughs> It does have flaws, I admit, my new plan. But so you get a little clicker and they play, like when you hear the beep, you click it so they know how low you can hear it. Mm. But then they also do one where a guy says in the headphones, like, say dog, say Wednesday. And then he gets softer and softer, but he had a really (laughs) thick New Zealand accent. And so half the time I was like, uh, beg or bed or big like I was like I can hear it I promise I just don't know what he's saying I'm like having this really stressful moment what, what was his voice like was it a deep melodious voice at least yeah it was it was so sexy I was also really aroused so wet. I couldn't concentrate <laughs> I don't know what he's saying but I and like they were it. like they were like you have no problem with your hearing but we're <laughs> sending you to the gynecologist for something wrong um jesus christ uh, how have you been going yeah i'm well i'm here i'm not under the house as i usually would be so i used to be recording this from um the laundry room of our unit in west end (laughs) but since Mm -hmm. the last recording and this recording i have become back a homeowner um a homeowner homeowner and uh Congrats. You know, I gotta say, it's a we've great... just lost half the audience. By the way, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is now a landlord podcast. Yeah. Um, look, look to everyone who, unlike me, doesn't have a house. <laughs> I would say I don't recommend it. If it's outside your reach, then lucky you, because it's uh, too much responsibility to be frank. It's um, terrifying every day. Uh, yeah. And um, I don't know what to do. And there's always something that needs doing. And I, I much preferred when Ben was my landlord and he would just have to do everything. And, he's, and he pretty much does everything now, to be honest. Yeah. What has changed? <laughs> um, but I, I do have to tell you the entire process um, was kind of a, a nightmare. I'm famously the first person to uh, move house. Um mm-hmm. We had to sell Ben's unit in West End, so that he'd bought that, I think, in 2017 or something, and um, just this sort of tiny place in West End, but it's obviously a really good location, and it was... Yeah. I, I say good location, it was next to a backpacker's. <laughs> it's not everyone's <laughs> idea of... Um, of location. <laughs> location, location, location. Uh, um, but we had to sell it, had to go towards a, a deposit for this place, and it was just an absolute comedy of errors at every turn. Like, I'd never done an open house before I'd never had to speak to a real estate agent before anytime I even had rented somewhere it was always like a private rental situation Mm. um so it was very strange um 
And the first open house we had at Ben's place, he couldn't be there for. So I was sort of there doing the last kind of finishing touches and the cleaning. And there was a lot of interest in the unit. And we, I'd sort of next door, it was empty. They were renting the place next door. So there was a big full lease sign at the unit next door. And I thought that's not a great look ahead of an open house. And I just heard Mm. that it had been leased, but the sign hadn't been collected yet. So I thought what I'm going to go into is I'm going to rip the full lease sign out of the ground next door. um, (laughs) So people wouldn't think it was vacant. right? So um, I go next door, I pull the sign out and I go to dump it around the back. But before I can dump it around the back, someone has like rocked up early for the open house. They're like, it's an hour and a half before anyone's due to go through, which is you know, incredibly rude. That's psycho. And she basically says, um, you know, is this the location for the open house? Like, oh, no, that's, that's next door. Um, and she points to uh, – and she asks um, if I'm the owner. And I say, no, mm-hmm. I'm not the owner. Um she said, "Oh, who are you?" And I said, "Oh, I'm I'm the I'm the neighbour. This is um, this place has just been leased. I'm moving, so I'm constructing this huge <laughs> lie. I'm because I I didn't because the fear was if I said yes, I live there. I knew she was going to ask, can she be taken through early? And I was like, this oh, is right. cannot happen. There's like still a kitty litter tray <laughs> in the hallway. All but then, shit. what were you going to do if she came back later? I didn't think that far ahead, and luckily, luckily, it didn't come back. So I said, "Oh no, no, I'm I'm the neighbour," and she said, "Oh, do you like living here?" And I said, "Oh yes, it's a wonderful place to live." And she said, "Why are you moving?" And I said, "Oh, I'm leaving town, leaving town." Oh my god! And I was like, "How deep am I going to go get into this before it's sort of all exposed?" The next open house was outside of hours and people came up from the Gold Coast um, to have a look at it. And so we had to open up, you know, at lunchtime, especially for them. And um, we couldn't be there for it. So the agent was there again for it. Um, But we were retold this story. And that was that they were they loved the place. They looked through the entire unit. They were ready to buy. They're ready to sign something. And they and they're in the lounge room. And then there's just this enormous argument outside. So to set the scene, basically it was like a one level kind of terrace unit complex and there was a bus stop right outside our bedroom window, which for years was wonderful. <laughs> but anyway, to, at this open house, the end of an open house, they're ready to sign the dotted line. This argument starts up and it's like, you fucking cunt, I'm going to rip your fucking head off, you stupid cunt. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and the agent... Um, pokes her head outside and she's like oh sorry I'll, I'll just fix this she pokes her head outside the lattice of the front she goes sorry guys can you just um keep it down I'm, I'm just um doing something in here and he was like fuck you you dumb slut I'm gonna come back here and burn your fucking house down <laughs> which is what every potential buyer wants to hear <laughs> oh my so needless to say that one didn't go through. I think they left like they were like, she was like, oh, well, you know, it is inner city Brisbane. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, get murdered. And I yeah. am a slut. <laughs> yes. He was right. <laughs> he saw right through my charade. Um, look, that didn't go oh ahead. God. I should also say, but I did, real estate agents are so boring, but I did want to say um, when when it was listed and when we had, we had to kind of 
decorate, which was horrendous. We brought decorate. in different furniture for, for the photos. So you have to make it oh, look staged. Nice. Staged, staged, yes. Oh, you know yes. all the lingo. I've been watching Million Dollar Listing. <laughs> okay. so I know yeah, and this was a million dollar listing. We are millionaires <laughs> now. Um, I should say, yeah, in the initial listing, um, the agent, they use certain words to describe the property. And we thought this is like this uh, unit was in like a complex and it was built in like the 1880s. They were very old, like kind of conjoined workers' cottages things, like very right. quite rare in West End now. Like, and uh, so we thought, you know, she might use some words like heritage, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing, workers' cottage, whatever. Instead, yeah. she said uh, she called it a quirky pad. Um, in the headline and, I, and it's like you can just say gay <laughs> you can just say gay guys <laughs> it's like yes that's what I that's that's what I call my um my menstrual products a quirky, a quirky pad, pad. <laughs> I mean we do have oh a giant God. poster of Naomi Watts in Mulholland Drive in the lounge room but so who who doesn't everyone that's... has this Quirky. Um, anyway, that we're, we're here. Great stuff. We're in a house. You're queer. We're queer. Is Naomi back up on the walls? Um, Naomi's back up on the walls. We've got a, a neighbour right. who uh, hasn't spoken to us much since he found out we were a gay couple. He's a very old oh. Italian man. I wanted to be friends with him. I'm still working out a way to um, to get in his good graces. I'm thinking Is he the of, one that he saw he saw Ben and then was like, oh, yeah. And then he saw the both of you and he was like, he's no. Like, Two of them? <laughs> <laughs> this can't be one right. I can handle. <laughs> he thought he'd been drinking. There's just two guys with brown hair and glasses. He's like, oh. You go to the doctor. What's Rachel Maddow and Hannah Gadsby doing here? <laughs> yes, he definitely knows the two of them. <laughs> His two favourites. He loves Nanette. <laughs> yes. Australia's biggest Nanette, Nanette fan. Uh, it sounds good in Italian <laughs> accent. He says he's built. He, he's when he first met Ben, he was very critical of this place. He's like, you know, uh, my house. Uh, this is Borat. Oh, yeah. He's he's Borat. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, my house. Uh, it uh, used to look like yours, uh, but then I made it better. And like making it better <laughs> means it's just absolutely concreted within the inch of its life. <laughs> It's like your house, right. your house run down. My house, you know, very beautiful. It's like, all right, concrete. Well, great stuff. Huge life events for us all. Yes, hearing test. What happens if we, <laughs> if <laughs> if we space out the shows long enough? There's something like a will happen. Life milestone yeah. between. Each. If we wait another four years, I'll have my license. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll I have, will not have my license. We'll have reached enlightenment, hopefully. <laughs> my girlfriend has decided to get her license. She's had her oh. for ages. So neither of you have like, your license. Us- that's no. <laughs> that's very weird pairing to not have one of you who drives. All right, don't. Who's the don't driver? I know, but Ben has <laughs> this his. <laughs> You don't need two drivers to have a relationship. This is old hat. Um, Sorry, I'm just having a sip of... We have her dad. (laughs) I'm just having a sip of my beautiful Makona. Oh. Can you hear this? Gorgeous. What... Oh, I hate Mm, that very much. mm. What um, flavour is it? Uh, Brown. (laughs) 
General Brown, I'd say. McCona, it's so funny that McCona was like, that was like a special treat I still, for us growing up. I still very we much like, consider it a special treat. Yes. <laughs> it's a special treat coffee and people are drinking it willy-nilly. I love when you see ads for like, like Nescafe or Makona and they're like, just pour hot water over it. And then what you can do is, if you're really naughty, is you can get some vanilla ice cream and make an affogato. I'm like, with a Makona? <laughs> You should do that for your Italian. I should. He would neighbor. love it. I'd be like, yes, this is Makona. You're right. That's what you're tasting there. <laughs> I would so like, I, lo- I love Makona. He'd yeah. be like, oh, those gay guys. They're always into the finer things in life. <laughs> Makona Affogato, anyone? <laughs> we should open a cafe that's just Makona variations. <laughs> Absolutely. There's hazelnut. You can get hazelnut Makona. Look. Yeah. They're not they're not There's sponsoring like... this show, so we should move on. Well, they should. They absolutely should. What were you going to say? Your your girlfriend's dad drives you around. No, no. I'm well, we're in Wellington, which is like there's lots of places to go that are like nat- nature okay. and beautiful and we don't have a car. But Freya, my girlfriend is learning to drive, which will be very exciting. So who's her dad's teaching her? Or is she getting taught? Yes. Okay. Her dad's teaching her at this point and then she'll get some I don't know, did your parent did your um how did did, did you ever try to learn to drive? <laughs> no, Beck, I haven't spoken to my father in five years. So maybe that's why I, was... I don't know how to drive. All right. Nice of you to tiptoe was... around it. <laughs> I was like, "Does your dad? Does your mum? No, wait. Who taught Look, you?" He, he doesn't. He doesn't text me at Christmas or my birthday. But maybe he'll get in touch with me to offer <laughs> to teach me to drive. You're right. <laughs> and to throw a baseball around. Yes, finally. <laughs> that's always a thing in movies. They love, like, that's a real way to connect with your dad is to throw a baseball. Yeah, and that. Yeah, maybe that's why why it never happened for us. Where we never not really big here. No, that's true. We a couldn't get our hands three. on a baseball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's your mum? <laughs> Briefly good. for the good. She's she's well. She's well. She's um, boosted, which is nice. Um, oh, great! I'm and... getting mine today. Oh, really? Yeah. Very exciting. After this. After yes. this, okay. You, wait, I yeah. actually had no symptoms after my booster. Anyway, this is boring. Oh, that's good. No, everyone loves to hear about COVID and the things about it, such as being boosted. I wanted to talk about um, some television that I've been watching, specifically a thing, and maybe we should come back and do a whole other episode about this once you've caught up. But I wanted to say that I, like many gays and girls, have been watching and enjoying, question mark, uh, and just like that, the Sex and the City Mm. revival um have you heard much about it i as with these sort of things through the gays and the girlies i have learned a lot about it through osmosis and podcasts of people talking about it so i'm across che diaz doing yes. a lot of weed what is your yeah, stance she, on che diaz she's uh, he, are they oh god <laughs> I'm really in the weeds. I'm out. like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like one of the characters on the show. <laughs> that's what you were doing. You were being Miranda. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, look, the, the the weird thing about Che Diaz, and I do think they called them Che, especially so we would remember their pronouns because it's 
um, them, a... them they che, I imagine, was the, <laughs> the rhyming mechanism they used. Um, Which you obviously need. And I forgot. Well, to be honest, I already had my own rhyming mechanism. I don't know if I told you the story, but when I was um, in high school, on, <laughs> on school camp at the Sunshine Coast, we, had to, we were billeted out with mm, people on beautiful. the Sunshine Coast. And my friend was billeted with this guy called Bronson who lived in like a, like a penthouse apartment in Mooloolaba. Very wealthy family. I was like so jealous that I couldn't have them as my billets. Um, But uh, Bronson was also incredibly annoying. Um, And he told (laughs) us, he told us very early on into the trip that he was both um, bisexual and bipolar. So of course I called him Bye Bye Bronson. Um, not to his face, but to, to everyone else. Um, and including now on this yeah. podcast. And, and am I still, and am I still proud of it? I'm not, I'm not unproud. It stayed with you all these years. But I think that's what, what, what they've done with Che. Now? Oh, God yeah. knows. The thing about Che is like, yes, they, the, the original series, I don't know how much of it you watched, but they. Mm, none. There wasn't a great deal of diversity, and I think mm-hmm. coming back, they felt that they had to correct that. But as with anything that is doing some kind of correction like that, there is the risk of overcorrection and overegging it, <laughs> and and uh, destroying stories in the process. So, uh, actually, in terms of racially diverse, the show is pretty great. Like I, I kind of like all the new characters like that, that they've introduced. Um, Mm -hmm. But then they've decided they're going to have this non-binary character, Che Diaz. They're going to make them a comedian who doesn't tell jokes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, I've seen, that's, people are saying how unrealistic that is, but I'm like, have you seen stand up? I've seen a lot of stand up with no jokes. (laughs) Well, Che Diaz as well, like they, it's like they wanted to write a non-binary character and it was Michael Patrick King and he was like, okay, I'll include a non-binary character. He's like, yes, yes, we'll do, we'll do one of those. We'll do one of those, but we are going to make them the most <laughs> annoying person. you've." It's like, that's the compromise. It's like, I will write them, but you will hate them. We'll so, <laughs> I think that's also fine. I hate a lot of non-binary people. <laughs> <laughs> that's so nice of you, Beck. It's... Well, it would be um, discrimination not if to they were likable. Yeah, people. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's pioneering in a way. Um, but does is Che good at sex? Is that their whole thing? Well, weirdly, again, I, I mean, now it's not called Sex in the City, so maybe there's no obligation for them to have any sex oh. in the show. But the very first couple of episodes, Carrie's even like quite scandalized when Che brings up sex and that was never Carrie's what? character like she was never a prude um and now yeah. she's like all like oh uh, I don't know about getting fucked in the ass I have I I've, I've never heard of such she's like Charlotte she's like the character of Charlotte now it's very odd but again I hope they say I hope she says fucked in the ass <laughs> it's very Australian she's a prude but she says the most explicit <laughs> diddled in the bum show hole <laughs> Is that a cute, too cute diddled in the bum? Oh my god, that is revolting. <laughs> I'm homophobic now. No, they do. Well, they show uh, there. There is a fingering scene, um, uh, and Che has very Che has very fingers. meaty fingers, meaty fingers, <laughs> little little saveloys, I'd say. Um, have you have you been watching the new Drag Race? 
I haven't. What's the deal on the new Drag Race? Well, there's a straight cis guy. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, on one hand, like, we should be include like undermining or like making gender not important and not a thing Mm. is like good overall for everyone. But also, uh, he's annoying to me. And so I'm a bit like, if you're going to be straight and sis and come on this show, you better be fucking awesome. In his in his talking point. heads, does he do like, does he sound like sound straight? He sounds, yes. Does he butch? He, Is he a butch He's not really butch. He's, he's sort of similar to Trixie Mattel vibes out of drag. Okay. Like Brian. Bald. Like they're both from the country. I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's from like Alabama or something as well. Um. And he's he's like sort of soft spoken. He does he do like yes this, queen stuff? Does he do like no, that kind no, of stuff? He doesn't, okay. we, he doesn't do that, which is good. But <clears throat> one of the things in the last episode is he's like, because they were talking about it with the other queens, and he was like, you know, I'm not worried about being called gay because I don't think it's a bad thing. Mm. And I'm like, it's 2022. Yeah, it is this, a bad thing it now. Just felt, <laughs> yes. It's 2022. That's such an old thing to say because it's really bad. It's now bad to now. Be gay. <laughs> We've turned back around, okay? It's cyclical. It's cyclical. We yeah. <laughs> We've decided it's bad again. Oh, God. Um, and I've also, yes. Yeah, so do you have anything else to say? Well, about I have one more thing to say about it? And Just Like That. Yes. And maybe this will sell you to actually watch it. And we could do a, yeah. a Just Like That uh, watch along with people. Because there's only oh, yeah. about there's only about 4,000 others um, doing the same <laughs> thing. So we want to we hop on that pile. Um, yeah. Uh, I will say the weirdest thing, so that they've gone with diversity here, they've gone with gender diversity, racial diversity. The one thing that they cannot get on board for, Beck, and this absolutely tracks throughout the series, and specifically the first movie, is that um, the original series and this show um, was very anti-fat. Um, uh... And... Which I think is what Antifa is um, short for, by the way. Anti, anti-fat. <laughs> so when you hear about Antifa, they're like, they hate fat people. Um, it's just quicker to say. Yeah. Well, so in the first movie, um, there's a storyline where Samantha and her boyfriend are having issues and Samantha starts eating a bit more and she comes back, she goes on holiday with them and she's got the ever so slightest like tummy roll like like mm-hmm. probably a size 10 you know like she's it's insane yeah. but they all treat her like she is the biggest prize hog at the <laughs> fair they're like so revolted it's absolutely oh shocking God. to watch now it's so shocking they're like samantha what has happened to you oh my god she's also like 45 exactly. then I think older than that. I think menopause. she's in her fifties. Fifties. She's gonna um, have a tummy roll. And so, and the, and this series, they're doing it again. It's like okay, so you're hitting all these right notes, you know. So because you don't want to tread on any toes, and you wanna you wanna be, yeah. you know, liberal, and you wanna be part of the conversation. And yet, there's an episode where like Carrie goes to get a new masseuse, and like the masseuse they give her is fat, and she just like freaks out. She's like, oh, oh no, can I have someone else? What? Why? I don't understand. It's a masseuse, a fat hand. Yes, might be even nicer. Get Shay Diaz. Get Shay Diaz to do your bloody massage with those little, <laughs> those little savvies. I will say, not to be like 
but whatever that is. But um, <laughs> being fat is still like one of the things you're allowed to, if you're so desperate to like make fun of someone yeah. or something, being fat, you're still allowed to generally and it will be fine for you. It still pops up all the time. Lots of and comedies. I feel like, and my, yeah. And my girlfriend who like, I don't know, it's the same as anything. Once you start dating someone who's like in a certain category, mm. like you start noticing stuff and she's like, whoa, cause like it comes up all the time. Absolutely. It's crazy. Um, oh, I know you've been watching. That's why I'm going to become a fat activist. <laughs> yes, please do. I would love for brands to send their like absolutely heinous clothes to you and you have to pretend they're really beautiful. <laughs> That would be great. Especially fat clothing is always like the worst shit cap imaginable sleeves. for a fat person. A lot to of cap wear. sleeves. And also like th- shirts that say like athletics 59. And it's yeah. like, no. Yeah, I'm level 59 of athletics. <laughs> <laughs> I know oh from God. shopping anyway. for mum. Like, I know from shopping for mum yeah. for years. Like, I always wanted her to have nice clothes and she was always really interested in clothes like she like loved project runway and she always and she wanted she wanted to wear nice clothes and there were never you want to wear nice clothes because you're a human being yeah and she never had any available to us like we i would go i've known all the ladies brands i know what is what's that one that's like a hideous name it's like 1826 and I, I always oh, want, yeah, and I was like, oh, mum, was that when it was founded? And she's like, no, it's for sizes 18 to 26. <laughs> It was actually founded in 1826 yes. by the, fir- the first the first fat settlers. woman. <laughs> and even when you go on ASOS, it's like, do you want clothes or do you want fat people? A big clothes? Hessian bag like... that we can throw over you. <laughs> it's like, just put it all in the same category. It's all clothes. <laughs> um. Anyway, whatever. You've been now watching you've something. High horse. You've been watching something. I've been watching a great show called Yellow Jackets. Now, have you seen it yet? Ben has watched half or most of it. Mm. I mm. watched the first episode, and look, I find dramas very difficult to get into as a general rule. Mm. I enjoyed it. I I get kind of grossed out at like um, stuff oh, with yeah. gore, so I saw it that, is... and I just kind of. But I, I probably will go back to it because I've heard a lot of good things about it. Well, it's. That's sort of one of the reasons I like it is because it's, you would expect one of these shows that's about like women at certain ages of life, not mm-hmm. to also be like, when I recommend it to people, I'm like, you've got to understand that I'm recommending it from a place where this is basically made for me. It's mm-hmm. got like every iconic nineties, like person I had a lesbian crush on. And it's got like all these cool new, like, um, uh, what's her name? Liv Jason. Jaz- well, Liv Houston's in it and is great. They're great. Um, but also like Jasmine Savoy Brown, who's in the new Scream movie, is oh, in it. And okay, she's cool. awesome. And they play a uh, couple, sort of. But it's got like Melanie Linsky, who I've just loved you're, forever. You're living your Melanie Linsky fantasy right now in New Zealand. I, <laughs> Have you murdered someone's I, mother yet? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away my plans. She actually... She actually tweeted me the other day. Oh, nice. Because at some point she started following me, probably because I was a simp about her. Yeah, she follows me too. Um, Oh, good. Mm, Well, maybe she listens. (laughs) No, I don't think so. (laughs) Melanie, if you're out there. Melanie, I'm not Melanie, I'm not watching your show, famously. (laughs) 
Um, but I did a tweet about how Wellington loves cheese scones. They oh. make these like big triangle, like flaky. Oh, that sounds good. Cheese scones that are delicious. Are they like American biscuits? One... Are they like that style of scone? Uh, sort of, sort of. Okay. But um, I had one the other day and it came with like a little chili jam. Delicious. Yum. And I tweeted about it and she replied being like, I miss those the most. So that's well, there well, you go. Not one of she... Melanie's best tweets. To be <laughs> anyway, I highly recommend it. It's gory and dark and Christina Ricci is just having the most fun. Like it, part of it is I'm just so happy for them. Like for Christina Ricci and Melanie. And we love Juliette Christina. Well, yeah. To like have, um, ongoing work and like this great amazing show that they get to do in like their 40s christina ricci always reminds me of the dirty deed they did to her um in the movie now and then beck um Mm -hmm. which is that they (laughs) if if you remember here's the thing i remember about now and then the poster is and or the video cover it's it's a classic like video rental of like a 90s sleepover i feel like and they're all um, on the cover, like the young and old versions of these characters, and they're all wearing like denim and white shirts. But they've they've done Christina Ricci duty because, not to be fat phobic, but she does become Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> and I just feel I I like Rosie, right? But I feel like but they don't look but anything they don't look anything alike. alike. Like if you're going to make no. Christina one of the other like older women in it, you make her like Demi Moore, surely like. Her yeah. and Demi Moore are more of a match than Christina Ricci and Rosie. That's so bizarre. Very odd. That's nothing. Well, part of the fun of Yellow Jackets is that, like, all of them are played by younger actors because it, it cuts yeah, between right. two timelines. And, like, that's they've done such an incredible job with the people that play the younger selves, like... It's amazing casting. And then you also get the fun of like, who will they cast for this character mm. next season? Because they're, they're obviously doing like 90s icons that have sort of oh, fallen nice. off a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a beautiful so, you know, way to describe them. <laughs> They'll love that. Off, They'll not, love that. Not... <laughs> Melanie, don't turn off. <laughs> um, do you know, speaking of now and then. <laughs> yes. Do you know... Um, whose favourite movie it is? No, who? It's one of our listeners mm-hmm. named Angela, who is from Logan. Yes. Which is Near unfortunate. Me. Is it? Do they live there now? Um, no. No, I think they live in Melbourne okay. now. <laughs> like any good... You're the only queer that still lives in <laughs> Brisbane, by the way. It's true. And that's the way I like it, to be honest. Yes. So Angela is turning 35. What a milestone. On, yes. And actually this podcast is basically for her. For her. Because her girlfriend, Alice, I believe, great yes. lesbian name. Um, Alice and Ange. us. Yes. Wonderful. And wanted us to do something special for her birthday. And so we're doing it. This we're doing a it. podcast for her birthday. This is just for her birthday. Yes. What if at this point, I mean, it is like 40 minutes into the recording. What if at this point she has turned off? <laughs> and she's like, this is one of their, wor- have to- this is one of their worst episodes. <laughs> 
My birthday is ruined. <laughs> to be honest, like, I think it's such a beautiful thing that Alice has done. I want to thank Alice for asking yes. us to do this. It's, it's very flattering. I do always think, though, Beck, that when people come and say they're fans of the podcast, I do think that... I've told you this theory before that I used to think that my mum was paying people to be my friend. (laughs) And I do think that mum is paying for people to say they're fans (laughs) of the podcast. That's where all the money's gone. If your mum has pulled off pretending to be Alice, (laughs) she. Getting us to record an episode (laughs) for Alice, and then she's Ange. (laughs) Oh, she's very canny. This could be a 10-part Netflix documentary, <laughs> by the way. Like, don't... Yeah. I want to know, but I wanted to um, say it's such a anyway. beautiful thing that that Alice has done and that, Ange, we want to wish you the best birthday. Um, you know, I, I, I do hope that, you know, Alice has gotten you something else um, <laughs> because as I much think- as I would love, like, a personalised podcast, I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. What else? <laughs> <laughs> we are a homeowner now. Yeah. I would like to say that congratulations on having a huge simp for a girlfriend. Yeah, does whatever who loves you, you does whatever you fucking lot. want, and it's very thoughtful. I think. Well, I guess the end result is this. So I don't know how thoughtful yeah. it is. Maybe it's a dig. Yeah. Um. But happy birthday. Happy birthday. And keep listening. Beck, <laughs> if we ever do a podcast again. Memorable birthdays. I don't know what I don't know what Ange and Alice have plan i mean it is covid days still so i can't imagine mm. they're having a huge party although maybe maybe they're anti-vax super spreaders who knows <laughs> possibly well not outside the realm of possibility um <laughs> no, that's true i have i've had a lot of memorable birthdays um i don't I, think i really have my main memory of one is where my dad misspelled my name in my birthday card when i was how, about 11 your name's rebecca how does that happen <laughs> He did a double B, double C. Really? And I was like, do you know me at all? That's the way no. he thinks it should be spelled. Yes. <laughs> Rebecca. What is your memorable birthday? I'm um, sure, wait, knowing you, okay. I'm sure it's um, not awkward or bad. I've or... I've tried to destroy all my birthdays. I, I, I've actually watched all of Succession. I watched all of the Succession. Oh, the Succession. <laughs> A thousand years old. I watched all of Succession over the Christmas break, and there's a there's a great episode with um, Kendall Roy, who's played by Jeremy Strong. He has like a fortieth birthday, um, and he puts so much effort into it. It's so elaborate, and then he just has a really bad time. And I think he's and, and he's like gets angry at everyone for not being yep. like getting into it enough. And and I think you're supposed to be like repulsed by him. And I was like, I've never related to a person more in my life. <laughs> I was like, let's set up something great and then destroy it. Because you get, you are more than anyone I know get depressed around your birthday. And it's, I don't know whether it's, it has to be to do with like, you know, another year older, closer to the grave. Closer to death. Um, Do you really, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care about age so much, but I just, (laughs) I just think it's always such a, I don't know. None of us can put that much pressure on our birthdays, I think, to have a good no. time. You've just got to be in the moment and and do what you want to do is the most important thing, not what your friends want to do or anyone else yeah. wants to do, I think. Okay, inspiring. It can't be for, thank you, it can't be for other people. It's got to be for you, Ange. I'm speaking directly to you. 
So if Alice is bullying you into doing something you don't want to do, like listening to this podcast, listening for to instance. This. Um, no, I had. Um, a- what if? It, sorry, I just want to say, what if it's one of those things? Did you ever have like? My mum thinks I'm like scared of clowns okay. because I was once when <laughs> yes. I was a baby or a kid. And what if that's like Ange mentioned the podcast yeah. one time? Yeah, and this is what this. this is a mostly a mum phenomenon. But like my mum will still be like, you know, like I used to really love Michael Bublé when I was thirteen. You know, as most thirteen-year-old mm-hmm. boys do. Um, <laughs> and and you know, she'll she'll send me a clip or something, and she'll be like. And I'll be like, what are you sending me this for? And she'll be like, oh, you're always changing your mind. You used to love Michael Bublé. Oh, what, you don't love him anymore? I'm like, that was, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> and she's like, oh, so you change your mind, do you? I'm like, yes. <laughs> As do we all. So that's what's happening with Ange right now. She said in passing yeah. once, she's like, oh, I, I like this podcast. And, and Alice has been like filing that one away. Just, what the fuck is this? I was going to say, I just imagined her like Angela sitting on the couch and Alice is behind her with a hand on her shoulder, being <laughs> just being like, keep listening. Just nodding silently. Stay. You like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. I've got two memorable birthday memories to share, Beck. Um, Please. One, actually, three. Uh, the first one was very. <laughs> Get get ready, sit tight. The first one when I was um seven or eight, and I was meant to go to the Roma Cinema to see Flubber, the great um oh, whoa. Robin Williams I'm... film. Um, who's the woman in that? Is it Bonnie Hunt? Surely not. Surely not important. Nineties movie. Um, so as with what happens in country Queensland, as soon as there's like the tiniest bit of rain, all the roads close which is exactly what happened. So we couldn't get to Roma. So I remember mum just gave us an old fridge box and we decorated it to look like a car. And then we sat in it and pretended to drive to Roma and watch something on TV instead of the movies, which is very cute, but also, you know, quite poor. Very depressing. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't have a car accident in the box. Well, maybe that was her like saying maybe it's time to learn to drive, which I still haven't got the message of. Um, um, by the way, the woman in it is Marsha Gay Harden. Marsha Gay Harden, of course. Mm. Look, what if I went to it as like a seven-year-old boy and I was like, that was a Marsha Gay Harden film. <laughs> what do you mean, what if? <laughs> Love her. Love her. <laughs> Um, a few years after that was, and I think I've written about this before, but I, my mum took us to um, a place in St. George called the Cozy Corner Cafe, um, which had the best defrosted chicken crepes in town. You'd, you'd, you'd cut into it and it would still be a little bit cold in the middle. And that was what you wanted out of it. So, But I, I, took, I took like a group of, I don't know, five or six friends for some reason, I thought we were on the bread line as like a family. Um, mm. So, I, and I had enormous class anxiety, particularly around these friends, because they all came from like properties. Um, yeah. I was at a state school, but like I was a townie and that was considered very mm. weird. Um, and I just remember sitting down with them and saying, and saying in front of mum uh, that we all needed to order something cheap because mum was paying for this and we don't have a lot of money. <laughs> Which um, you love to humiliate a parent 
like that in front of children. In front of children. Um, <laughs> so that was good, and it happened. Oh, and it happened again at, at sixteen. So I, I don't know if Ange likes a surprise. I've never liked a surprise party. I'm too mm. controlling to appreciate someone doing something that I don't know about. Like I know what I'm going <laughs> to. I know what I'm doing every day, <laughs> from <laughs> dawn till dusk. I know exactly what's happening. Um, so when someone plans something that I, I haven't been planning for myself, I get very upset. And I, the only surprise party I got was when I was 16 and my mum invited friends from school to go to like a local restaurant. Um, and, uh, the problem was she invited some friends, but didn't invite others. And so when I, I got wind of it the afternoon, of it that it was something was happening and I made her tell me uh, you know screaming you can imagine <laughs> red face screaming in her face put a torch in her face and say what have you done what have you done and she's like these are the people I've invited and I haven't I didn't invite these people I thought you were, had a falling out with them and one of them was my friend Kelly and I knew that Kelly was going to get wind that there'd been a party for me the mm. next day and it was going to be really awkward. But the thing is, Beck, I didn't need to wait until the next day because Kelly came about an hour before we had to leave for the restaurant. She came around to the house with a birthday mm. cake and a present. Um, oh, my God. And uh, said happy Kelly. birthday. And we kind of had to usher her out of there because it was kind of too <laughs> late to invite her because it would seem like a real afterthought. Yeah. And so um. it was mortifying it was so mortifying i was like k target you've really fucked this one up <laughs> she's like wanting you to like do the candles on the cake and yeah. blow them out and you're like we really gotta go don't have time for yeah, that thanks very much look how, how about we do it in the driveway um <laughs> you run alongside the car while we do the candles <laughs> well look we've done it we've done it this epic birthday happy birthday podcast. Epic birthday podcast. Best birthday ever. For Ange. For Ange. Um, and I hope you have an amazing time. Your birthday is on Invasion Day, so do not <laughs> celebrate. Do not post. <laughs> do not post anything. Anything. And um, I hope this was satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> Deeply satisfactory. And, Deeply and, satisfactory. and I, hope you're, I hope you're a real person. <laughs> That's my hope. And if you're not. Who cares? Who cares? Um, this should inspire us to record Do a something. non-birthday episode. So. Yeah, and put in a bit more so effort. Maybe, like, that's a great present for Anne. I think so. Her birthday has inspired us Who would do the podcast? recording. Who would do, a, like, a birthday podcast for you, like, of all the people that you could get to record? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. We've got to go. We've got to, we've got to drink <laughs> we've a Makona. Go. It's a Sunday morning here in Brisbane. Wishing you a happy birthday, Ange. Um, happy and, birthday. And we love you. Also, hello, no hello to everyone else. This is no, for Ange only. This is for everyone Ange's else, ears. Stop listening. Get fucked. <laughs> we don't want you. <laughs> we don't want you. Okay, bye. Bye. Track is like the bad breath. My grandma, the, the-